Welcome to Health Virtually Uncensored with Dr. Joe Kavidar, a podcast series brought to you by the American Telemedicine Association, the only organization completely focused on advancing telehealth. Join Dr. Kavedar in candid conversations with the leaders and innovators offering real-world perspectives and practical knowledge to impact change in our current healthcare environment. Today's guest is Dr. Sri Chagaturu, Executive Vice President and Chief Medical Officer of CVS Health. Dr. Chagaturu is also the ATA's incoming Chair of the Board. This episode is made possible by Oshi Health, the first and only virtual GI Center of Excellence dedicated to transforming patient access, experiences, clinical outcomes, and cost at scale. Hello, I'm Joe Kavidar, host of the podcast series, Health Virtually Uncensored, brought to you by the American Telemedicine Association. Each month, I welcome guests to talk about topics relating to telehealth and virtual care innovation. Now, one foundational concept in healthcare that is that of trust. It factors into every healthcare decision and interaction, and lack of trust can directly impact public health. Trust must be earned. It's built over time by consistently demonstrating traits like honesty, competence, and reliability. Now, it's fair to say that our healthcare system is facing a bit of a trust problem right now. I think we'd all agree with that. So to address the issue of trust in healthcare and specifically in telehealth, the ATA just launched a new clinician council comprised of a distinguished group of clinicians representing a range of healthcare specialties and disciplines. And I'm very pleased and honored, frankly, to serve as the inaugural chair of that council. We're just getting going. We're going to concentrate on building a climate of trust within the healthcare community and society at large and advise the ATA on topics such as healthcare ethics, patient and provider experiences with virtual care, and standards, guidelines, and practices. So, for any number of reasons, this and others, I'm really excited to welcome my friend and colleague, Sri Chagaturu a highly regarded physician executive, and as I said, I'm pleased to call him a friend. In his role as Chief Medical Officer at CVS Health, Sri is focused on advancing the highest possible clinical quality standards, increasing access to care, improving patient outcomes, and reducing overall healthcare costs across the world's largest healthcare company. So that's a great intro, Sri. Welcome, and thank you so much for spending the time with me today. Oh, Joe, it's such an honor to be here, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Yes, so let's dive in, because I know our listeners are going to really be keen to hear your thoughts on so many of these issues. So I, I will start out by uh, reminiscing a little bit. We we worked together at what's now called Mass General Brigham. Uh, over the years and and shared some scars from those experiences. And then you went on to, to CVS and um, we kept in touch. And about four years ago, I gave you a call to just gauge your interest in whether you would participate in the board uh, of directors at ATA. I have to say, I, I, I didn't give it a huge uh, percentage because it's a, well, you're in a very demanding job where you are. But 
I have to also say that I was incredibly pleased that without much hesitation, you accepted the invitation and have been really all in ever since. Uh, we're all impressed by that. In fact, in just a few months, you will take over as the chair of the board uh, of the ATA, which is going to be an ex exceptionally exciting year for all of us. So why are you so passionate about telehealth? And why is it that a company like CVS, who uh, has plenty for you to do, will allow you to spend your time with this organization moving it forward? Tell us a little bit about how telehealth fits into CVS's uh, strategy to reimagine care delivery. Sure, Joe, thank you so much for the kind words and introduction. And so let's jump into that first question of why am I passionate about telehealth? And it really is both personal and professional. So I continue to practice internal medicine at Mass General Hospital. And professionally, the, what we have seen is through the pandemic and beyond that telehealth has become a key way in which patients have the ability to connect back with their providers or get the care that they need when they can't connect with their uh, care team. And so having that engagement path is really important. And if we think about how do we improve health outcomes, we know that there's the quintuple aim, but if we take that quintuple aim and sort of reduce it down to its bare essentials, in my mind, we know that patients need to be able to have a trusted provider and to be able to access that trusted provider. And I know we'll hopefully talk uh, more about the trust agenda later on. But when you think about that availability of connecting with your trusted provider, telehealth becomes a key way that patients can engage with their care team. So professionally, I've seen how this has helped uh, patients connect with their care team and get the health outcomes that they need. And then personally, I've experienced it myself as a patient, and it has been wonderful to be able to connect with my own providers and get the care that I need when I'm not able to get into the uh, clinic or to be able to check in to make sure that I'm achieving the health outcomes that I want to achieve. So it's both personal and professional. And what's really exciting, Joe, is that the last couple of years, we've just seen a tremendous renaissance in telehealth in the actual technologies underlying it, but also in the care models that uh, surround telehealth to make sure that patients achieve the health outcomes that they want. Yeah, thank you. And, and get, give us a little bit of, uh, I'm, I'm just going to follow up on, on part two of my question, which is how does this fit into the fabric of CVS health and care delivery and pharmacy and uh, all sure of your thing. business, business uh, units? Well, uh, I'm really excited about being part of CVS Health and helping to build out our strategy, which is to build a world of health around every single person we serve. Just backing up, what is CVS Health and what are we comprised of? You can think of us as a number of companies that come together to help achieve that vision. One is Aetna, providing healthcare benefits. The second is pharmacy, which many of you know as providing retail pharmacy services in over 9,000 locations where 85% of Americans are within a few miles of one of our locations. We also have Caremark, which is what we call a pharmacy benefit manager, helping to provide uh, coverage and cost for cost-effective drugs. And lastly, we're building out healthcare delivery, 
We have been providing healthcare services for many, many years through Minute Clinic, nearly a thousand locations across the country, uh, providing a broad range of preventative chronic disease and acute care services in local communities. But we've now extended into additional areas such as Signify Health, which provides home visits for uh, Medicare Advantage and other populations to help understand the risk population, the risk of patients at home, and also to help them connect back into care, as well as Oak Street Health providing uh, primary care services for complex chronic patients in Medicare Advantage and dual eligible populations. So again, it's Aetna Retail Pharmacy, Pharmacy Benefit Manager with Caremark in our healthcare delivery business. And as you think about telehealth, it really is underlying all of those businesses as we continue to help uh, patients and members access the care that they need to achieve their health outcomes. Through Aetna, we continue to provide uh, coverage for virtual care. We've seen a continued uh, excitement and utilization of virtual visits. Uh, as we've seen across the industry, we've seen that behavioral health continues to be a very strong utilizer of telehealth services as we uh, continue to provide coverage services for behavioral health, but also with specialty and primary care physicians. In our provider work, we have built out virtual primary care through Minute Clinic where we provide a primary care service to uh, Aetna members and then help them connect to in-person care when they need that care 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, we have uh, been providing virtual care services through Minute Clinic for acute care services. Uh, and through Oak Street and Signify, we continue to use telehealth as an additional way to connect with our patients and members. And so, uh, you know, Joe, I could keep going on about how telehealth is embedded into all the work that we do, but hopefully that gives you a sense of how, as a payer, as a provider, uh, as a pharmacy, we are using telehealth to connect with members and patients across the country. Yeah, it's really remarkable to hear you describe it. And, and anyone who's been uh, in this industry for any length of time will, will just be smiling ear to ear to hear the integration, the, the notion of omni-channel, you, you really kind of laid it out there. So uh, kudos to you, because I know you had a lot to do with that uh, uh, implementation and, and, to, and to the company uh, as well. But let's Joe, our, yes, please. Joe, if I can just build on that. I think omni-channel is a really important evolution in what we're seeing in telehealth. Um, and I'm sure you would agree. We've initially thought of many, many years ago as telehealth as uh, a modality to connect. Um, but what we've recognized is that for us to achieve those health outcomes that I mentioned at the top of this conversation, it is about being able to access your care team in a way that meets the needs of that member or patient. And that could be at the home, it could be in clinic, or it could be virtual. And what we want is that seamless transition between those different uh, uh, sites of care. And so that's what's really exciting about the future of telehealth is that we're going to continue to see these care models evolve to be able to provide that omni-channel access to care the way that patients want it. That's great. That's great. 
And listeners, if you want to hear more about Omnichannel, go back to, I think it was maybe episode one of our podcast with Jane Saracen Tom. We really dove into this deeply, but don't leave this one yet because we have many more interesting things for you today. So I want to turn our attention now to uh, the clinician council that I described earlier. We know that you have been really passionate and a, and a, a huge a part of the voice around bringing trust back into healthcare writ large, and of course in the in the in the space of telehealth. So really, it's a two part question. Why is it important for us to have a clinician council at this time in the evolution of ATA? And why is it important for that council to focus on trust as a first agenda? It's such an important question. And when we think about how do we ensure that patients are able to engage in their healthcare agenda, they need to be able to trust the people that they are receiving care from. And at CDS Health, we're constantly thinking about the importance of trust in healthcare and the ways that we can bolster that patient-provider relationship. What we all know is that overall, there's been a decline in trust, and that's across all sectors, including healthcare. 48% of Americans have shared that COVID-19 has decreased their trust in the healthcare system. And when we look overall specific to healthcare, there's been a 29% drop in trust in healthcare from 1966 to 2021. And what we see though is some glimmers of hope when you ask them when you ask patients in these surveys well who do you trust in healthcare they always say clinicians and clinical voices are the ones who help them understand the truth about healthcare issues and so with the clinician council we had the opportunity to gather healthcare's most trusted voices and to be able to discuss those questions that are you know, some of the biggest challenges in healthcare today. Clinicians yeah. are really important um, in this conversation. And as clinical executives, Joe, uh, and I'll, I'll pause after this comment, is that we are living this hybrid or hyphenated identity as clinicians and as executives. And that is really hard if we're really honest with ourselves to balance that hyphenated identity to ensure that we uphold safety, equity, access, quality, integrity of the work that we do as clinicians, as well as balancing the business imperatives. And we've all heard that very tired saying, no margin, no mission, but mm -hmm. there is no margin without integrity. And so if we can't make sure that clinicians are there at the table and building these business models, but building them with trust, with integrity, then we will undermine all of the progress that we've made in advancing telehealth. And that's what makes me so excited about the ATA's Clinician Council. It allows us to make sure that our clinicians can live that hyphenated identity, build products with integrity, and continue to tell the story of the importance of telemedicine, telehealth, and American healthcare. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and, and you know, I've been thinking a, a bit about this whole area myself. I think a couple things come into focus when, when we talk about it from a, at least from an ATA perspective. And one is the idea of having, which this is not unique to tell health, but it's a trend having team-based care. And so if you're as a patient 
used to having your one contact with you, maybe your doctor and that doctor's nurse, maybe one receptionist, and you get to know that team really well, that is increasingly not the case. And it's uh, multiple people. Some you may have met before. Sometimes the PA comes in, sometimes a nurse practitioner, sometimes a doctor, sometimes a doctor's partner. Um, so I think that rec recognizing that, how we do those handoffs, and then the technology part, I always go back to that meme, which I I'm sure you remember from the old days of uh, a, a dog and uh, the cartoon saying, no one knows you're a dog on the internet. It's the same thing. The internet creates a little bit of, um, it, it, mud it sometimes muddies the water for trust, I think. So another reason that we, if we're going to do these things virtually, to, to lean in and, and uh, double down on, on the trust. Uh, agenda would you agree totally agree and i think that get back gets back to the omni-channel uh comments earlier when you have the ability to connect back to a trusted relationship in a more frequent easier to engage manner which could be sometimes in clinic but other times virtually that just continues to build on that relationship and help you achieve the health outcomes that you want as a patient uh, and so that's what makes me so excited about Omnichannel is the ability to drive trust. I think your comment about team-based care is, uh, is so important. What we're seeing is that it is no longer the doctor-patient relationship, but a care team that surrounds that patient. And when we at CVS Health think about trust, uh, we think deeply around workforce and uh, CVS Health is the most trusted brand in healthcare. It was ranked number five of the most uh, 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 number five in the country as the most trusted brand across all businesses by the Morning Consult. And when we think about our clinicians, uh, we see that seventy nine percent of consumers say they trust nurses. Seventy, nearly seventy percent of uh, consumers and patients trust pharmacists. And as we think about our business, we are. Uh, one of the largest employers of nurses and nurse practitioners in the country, as well as pharmacists through Miniclinic and retail pharmacy. And we are looking to help provide that wraparound and world of health for patients uh, with trusted clinicians and omnichannel access to care. Incredibly exciting. I want to now, of course, I, I can't let you go without talking about the future. Uh, human beings are glued to comments about the future. And given your perch, as I said earlier, across the largest healthcare company in the world, and oh, by the way, in 2023, Modern Healthcare named you as one of the most influential physician executives. So I, I got to ask you, and we've talked about how telehealth's already embedded in your company's uh, strategy, but what do you see as the future? There's still some barriers. Uh, I often talk about the fact that it's now 5% of healthcare claims, um, which is very stable since about the beginning of 2021. That seems to be underperforming to me. So tell us about what you think some of the challenges are, particularly in terms of Payment, payment parity, fair pay, et cetera. Uh, we all wish we had a crystal ball and we could figure out the answers for the future. But the questions, I think, are fairly clear. The it, You know, what challenges us is what's the answers to those questions. But 
I think one of the questions that we talked about is innovations in care model around telehealth. And so how will telehealth help advance uh, clinical care? What is the care team? How do you engage with uh, telehealth and between care team and patient? Um, and I think what's really exciting is underneath that care model will be uh, obviously all of the feverish discussions we're having around artificial intelligence, machine learning, and analytics to help uh, surface better opportunities for improving health and engaging patients. So there's going to be a set of challenges, but I think exciting challenges around the advancement and care models that use telehealth uh, and analytics and omnichannel. I think the other, as you started to lay out, is the continued discussion and challenges around payment. There is the payment parity versus fair pay. So when we talk about payment parity, is this is telehealth going to be paid equal to uh, what we see in in-person care, or is there a recognition that telehealth uh, is slightly different, but it should be paid appropriately for that, uh, the services that are rendered. And that will be a continued discussion in the regulatory arena, as well as in the payer provider uh, contracting arena. And I think the last area of challenge will be the need to continue to focus on the integrity of the services that we provide in uh, through telehealth. And so telehealth can be a force multiplier in helping us to scale up the access to healthcare. Uh, but we want to make sure that that healthcare that's accessed is built upon appropriate clinical protocols with trusted care teams. And that's what makes me excited about the clinician councils we were talking about before. It's making sure that what we build is built on integrity, but that will be a continued uh, body of work for us as an industry is to ensure the integrity of, of telehealth. What is really exciting is in the work that, Joe, that you and I uh, have seen with the ATA and our members is I'm very excited about the future of the care model innovation that's going to be built on integrity and the payment innovation that we're going to see in the future. And I can't wait to see uh, what lies ahead of us. Yeah, great. Well, I, I of course, I'm enthusiastic to have been for for a few years now. <laughs> um, so, so I again, I can't uh, let you go without letting our listeners, reminding our listeners of the excitement that we all have that you're going to assume the role of chair of the board in in May. And I will be uh, mentioning more details about the May conference in a moment. But uh, what what's on your mind for your year as chair? What what do you see as some priorities that you want to see addressed? Well, Joe, uh, I can't thank you enough. I've learned so much from you through the years in terms of the ability to advance this industry and to make sure that we continue to champion the work for telehealth. And uh, I'm so honored to be asked to be part of the ATA and now to to take on this role uh, later on this year. And as we move into the upcoming uh, year of the ATA, I am very interested around this conversation around integrity, uh, around care model innovation, around continuing the discussions around payment innovation. 
I also want to help us grow our membership and continue to demonstrate the value of the ATA uh, in helping to support these conversations. And so it's really important for us to recognize that we can't do this work on our own. Uh, we, as you've heard, Joe, CVS Health is deeply engaged in advancing telehealth, but we are much better off being part of the ATA, sharing ideas with other members, learning from others, and advancing together. And that is such a critical part of the ATA is that convening best practice sharing and advancing and then advocating for this work on the public in the public arena. So it's an exciting year ahead where we're going to continue to focus on innovation and growth in telemedicine and telehealth. That is a great place for us to leave it. Thank you so much for spending the time with us today. I know people are going to be very excited to hear your insights. Uh, from the unique perspective that you have on healthcare and telehealth. And I look forward to seeing you uh, at the Nexus Conference in Phoenix. So to listeners, thank you for tuning in. We hope that you'll join us at the ATA 2024 Nexus Annual Conference taking place May 5 through 7 in Phoenix, Arizona. This year's conference will explore the new phase of virtual care in the real world, examining our new realities, highlighting the lessons learned, and sharing actionable insights and use cases. The ATA will convene the change makers and frontline providers for defining the new normal for tech-enabled care and prospects for the future. So for more information on that and to reserve your seat at the table, visit ata-nexus, ata-nexus.org. And please remember, if you enjoyed what you heard today, hit the subscribe button. It's easy. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you have a few minutes, give us a rating and a review. It really helps others find the show. And stay tuned for more exciting episodes to come. We're lining up an incredible lineup for the next few months. So again, hit that subscribe button. And thanks for listening today. Thanks for listening to Health Virtually Uncensored with Dr. Joe Kavidar, a podcast series by the American Telemedicine Association. This episode is made possible by Oshi Health, the first and only virtual GI center of excellence dedicated to transforming patient access, experiences, clinical outcomes, and cost at scale. To engage with other telehealth stakeholders and learn more about the future of virtual care, Join us at the ATA Nexus Annual Conference, taking place May 5th through 7th in Phoenix, Arizona. Rub elbows with the change makers and frontline providers who are defining the new normal for tech-enabled care. For more information and to reserve your seat at the table, visit ata-nexus.org. That's ata-nexus.org.